If you love the Black Married and Dead Free podcast, if you get any joy, if we've ever done anything for you, do us a huge favor and go and give us a five-star review on this podcast. Leave us a comment if you like, but that helps our viewership ranking. Peace. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now it's time for you to go out and get your own mentees and teach your own class. Yeah. That's how you can make the money I make. You sit there like, hold on, I thought I was going to be a business owner. I thought you were going to be teaching me how I, so I actually get all the way to the top boss level. Yep. And you tell me if you, if I really want to be successful, I just now do what you did. I get yeah. a bunch of people. I slowly get them into my sales funnel. And now I'm a guru. <laughs> The whole mentorship and becoming a fake guru is within itself kind of like a pyramid scheme. Mm. All right. It, it may take me a few moments to, to, to lay this out, but let me take your time. Cook, cook, JT. All right. <laughs> the mentorship game, and especially in financial experts, it's a, it's a pyramid scheme because this is ultimately what happens. You may first get invited to something that's free maybe a webinar or some local meeting, and it doesn't cost money. But at the end of that meeting, they're going to say, you know, present you with the, the class that costs money, right? Yes. Listen, if y'all guys want to make money, you want to do this, I can't even give you the information that you really need in this 45-minute seminar or whatever. If right. you really want to make money, you want to change your life, come pay for this class. Class may be anywhere between a couple of hundred bucks to a couple thousand dollars. You pay for that class. Guess what? You really don't get a lot of information in the paid for class. Nope. Then at the end of the paid for class, they say, listen, if you really if you really want to change your life, you got to go to the mastermind. Now, this is an elite group of people who are dedicated to really changing the legacy of their family's financial life. If you want to do this, this one's going to cost you some money. But th- they always say this. It's not about the money. This costs if you pay for it and take the class. It's about all the money it's going to cost you if you don't take it. Yes. All right, it's the same script, people. It, it's not even if you if you just take some time. And the thing is, the average person is so busy in their life, mm. they don't get to see all the fake gurus and realize they're using the same script. They're just so focused on the one that they're called mm. in their little sales funnel. They don't even realize the script is so old. This is an old script. Before it was the internet, it was infomercials at 3 a.m. in the morning. But people... Yeah. They, they don't know. So ultimately what happens after you spend all this money on this fake guru who's supposed to be teaching you, when you get to the final level, the boss level, right? When you finally get to the point where they have no more classes to teach you, this is the thing that they do. 
Now it's time for you to go out and get your own mentor, uh, mentees and teach your own class. Yeah. That's how you can make the money I make. You sit there like, hold on, I thought I was going to be a business owner. I thought you were going to be teaching me how I, so I actually get all the way to the top boss level. Yep. And you tell me if, if I really want to be successful, I just now do what you did. I get yeah. a bunch of people. I slowly get them into my sales funnel. And now I'm a guru. And I I'm telling you, I witnessed the birth of a guru. <laughs> he now, he's in the he's in the, uh, the circuit of going to all the podcasts. And the thing is, these guys, the circuit, like the things that you send, I can call out names, but hey, it's, it's, trust me, if you watch, you can see. Yeah. All these guys had the same mentor who they paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to be their mentee. And now they're just giving each other times on each other's podcast. Yes. They all had the same dude. <laughs> and now what they do is they have their podcast and they sell courses. So it's like, how can, so is the ultimate plan? Everyone's going to have courses <laughs> that they sell everybody. I mean, is that the ultimate plan? Is that how is that how the black community is going to close the uh, the the wealth gap? We're all going to be selling courses to each other. That's ultimately what it comes out to be. I'm going to sell you a course, you sell me a course, and we're all going to be millionaires. It's unsustainable. It's impossible. It's impossible. Mathematically <laughs> impossible. Yes. JT, man, you you just you said what's been on our hearts for years, <laughs> brother. <laughs> it's just like. No. You're right. How is that? How is something like that sustainable? Uh, it's not. In, uh, and I think a part of it too, JT, and you can speak to this, mm -hmm. that it's crazy that that seems sexier to a person than sitting down with a financial uh, certified financial planner, them telling you index funds and, 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 and pay down debt and, and the, the, the real thing, 401ks and yeah. see, those aren't yeah. sexy, it's but sexy, yeah. That other stuff is, is salacious and it's like, yeah, I, I, you know, it's so faster. It's faster. It just seems oh, like, yeah. you know, so, so I, I don't know, man. Yeah. How much of that do you think it is that that, and you kind of spoke to it, but mm -hmm. do, does, do, do you see that a lot that people are like, well, you know, this is boring. You know, is it, is it that paying down debt and, and, and doing it yeah. th that way is boring? Is that, yeah, see, it's, let me give you an example, because you, okay. you two guys, you look great. You're in great shape, right? You're healthy. So I, I, I'm going to compare it to physical fitness, because it's okay. one of the greatest uh, examples that I can give. We live in a, a, a multi-billion dollar industry of get healthy quick. I don't care where you go. You can go to any uh, website, TV channel, whatever. There's going to be some sort of advertisement of how someone who is obviously out of shape, this this obese, yes. right? If you do this, we you you can get in shape. Don't worry about watching your diet. Don't worry about you know burning more calories than you take in. Oh no no no, that, that's that's for suckers. Right. If you buy the ab roller, if you take this pill once a day, if yeah. they have all these things that say you can get in shape without actually doing the fundamental things in physical fitness that we all know based on common sense works, mm -hmm. but it's takes hard work to get there, right? Mm. So if we know that there's a line outside of the door of someone selling a magic pill or a magic uh, a tool or whatever to help you get in shape, mm -hmm. it's the same thing with personal finance. Mm. Common sense would tell you if you spend less than you make, 
The difference that you save should be focused on either paying down debt, creating an emergency savings fund and investing. If you do that consistently, you will be a millionaire by the time you retire. Mm. The math just works out that way. It just works out that way. It's, it's somewhat basic. Now, in order to do that, you have to have some discipline. In order to do that, and here we go, you have to focus on not creating financial liabilities in your life that you're not ready for, mm. which means when you have a child as a teenager, it's going to be a setback in your wealth building. Mm. Yes. Okay. Yep. I'm sorry. It's a reality. Yeah. You can't go out here and you know create all of these financial liabilities for yourself and then complain how the U.S. economy and capitalism did not work for you. Right. Right. You played the game wrong. Right. Right. That's the issue. And there's always going to be someone who will pat you on the head and say, no, 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 no. It's not it's not your fault. Mm. It's not the financial decisions that you made as a child or in your 20s or in your 30s, that's the reason why you're living paycheck to paycheck. No, 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 no. The boogeyman did that to you. Yeah, it's the system. Right? It, it's the, the but don't worry about that because I have something to sell you, never give to you. Mm. Pay attention to this. They never give it to you. I have something to sell you that is going to help you overcome the boogeyman who puts you in the position that you're in. So we're always going to look for the easiest route. Right. But in, in my in my life, I'll be 39 in a couple of months. OK. And in my life, I've just discovered there's nothing in my life that I look at as an achievement that I'm proud of that came easy. Mm. Everything that I look at as a accomplishment, something that I can stick out my chest about, it came hard. Yeah. And that's the mindset that people need to get in. You need to look, okay, what's the what's the right way? What's the hard? You still want to think smart, right? It's yeah. like work smarter, not harder. Yeah, I got that. But how about not be a scammer? How about yeah. not lying to people? How about actually doing the fundamental things that make sense that you can be proud of the way that you made your achievement? That's what you need to do. And until we make that cool, until we make that sexy, there's always going to be someone lining up to be a victim of a of a comment. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And so I think as you've been talking, you've outlaid some of the red flags, you know, that mm -hmm. folks need to look out for. But can you just give us a few more? I know we might mm -hmm. have folks who are listening who have purchased courses and maybe nothing has come oh, from Lord. those courses that they've purchased. They and so what what can they look for? to not go down that road again. All right. So so I made a, a few things where that I consider red flags for fake gurus and in common. So here is a few things that you want to pay attention to. Number 1, fake name or fake bio. Mm. Right? If if you only know this person based off their Twitter handle or their Instagram name and you don't know what their government name is, <laughs> that's a red flag to me. I'm not going to give someone money who's supposed to be teaching me financial literacy and they're, you know, some rapper name, right? Yeah. They have a rapper name. <laughs> it's, like, I'm, it's, it's, not, it's not going down. I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm not going to do it. You know, it, it, I need to know your actual name and I need to know your bio. And a lot of these guys lie in their bio. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. They'll claim certain certifications that they don't have. They'll claim certain education that they don't have. Just takes a few moments to Google. So before you cash app them uh, some money, how about you check and see what their actual name is and if their bio actually lines up to what they say there is. So that's that's red flag number one. If you don't know their actual name or what their bio is, you probably should not be sending them money. If you enjoy that content, watch the free content, but yes. don't give them money. Okay, so that's that's number one. Number two is no credentials are fake credentials. Mm. If the person has absolutely no credentials, here's the his issue. You can become successful at a certain thing. But just because you became successful at doing something does not mean you have the technical knowledge and the ability to teach others. Because it could simply be anecdotal evidence, meaning it worked for you, but it's not exactly what would work for people who are in a different situation. Right. When you're taught financial planning, you you, you're taught how to deal with people in a variety of situations. That's what gives us the ability to really give financial advice. It's not just one size fits all. There's general principles, of course. But we have to look at people's particular situations to give them the recommendations that make the most sense for them. If you got a person who's like, well, of course, I could teach you how to be a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. It doesn't work like that. Right. I've known so many great athletes. Right. Just great athletes who don't have the ability to coach. Yep. And the reason why is it, it came so easy to them. Right, guys, like I was a person in sports that nothing came easy. I was right. never naturally talented to do anything. I've always had to be the guy that came early to practice mm-hmm. and stayed late at practice to get whatever techniques that I needed to do because the person who just showed up just wait, me and my friends said they just wake up and be alive. Yeah. They wake up and they do a little shoulder shake and they can be the greatest athlete in the world because it's just natural to them. Right. But if you would sit down and ask them, how do you do such and such and so and so? They'd be like, well, I just I just do it. Yeah, I, I just this. They don't know how to teach the steps because they're naturally gifted at it. And that's the difference between anecdotal evidence, a person who's just really good at doing something and the ability to teach it. And when it comes to your money, listen, we live in a world that is core. It's about finances. I don't care what you do. Mm-hmm. There's no and there's nothing in this world that you can do where money is not related somehow, some way. Right. Your financial life is going to control how you enjoy this world that we're blessed to live in. It just is. Now, it doesn't mean you have to be a multi-billionaire. You could be a person making $45,000 a year and live an extremely comfortable life because you live off of twenty-eight dollars to thousand dollars Now, that's somewhat of a minimal lifestyle. But it's doable. If you want more, you have to earn more. So if the person doesn't have actual credentials to give you some kind of uh, assurance that they know what they're talking about, I I, I wouldn't go with it. It's just it's a waste of your time and and money. And and there's there's a couple more, but I want to focus on this one. Criminal background. Now, I know we live in a community where it's like second chances, right? I'm not I'm not a person like if you've made a mistake in your past, that's you and you'll never be anything more than that mistake. I'm not that guy. Trust me, I'm not that guy whatsoever. But if you're talking about managing my money, 
are mm. giving me advice about how to manage my money. Mm -hmm. And you have a criminal background. I'm not talking about speeding tickets here. Right. <laughs> I'm talking about a person who has gone to jail for fraud. Right. No, sir. No, ma'am. You're not you're not getting my money. I'm sorry. I'm happy for you that you changed your life, but I'm not taking financial advice from someone who is a convicted fraudster. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I think that's the, like you said, that's probably the, one of the bigger deal breakers too. It's yeah. just like, you know, and how, like you said, if it was been in your past and you've shown, you know, cause, cause some individuals may have went, you know, had done some time and then they come out and get certified. Now, now, now we're talking a different story, but yeah, right. a lot of times. It's, it's certain things you can't. Yeah. yeah. Certain things, if, you, if you have certain things on your record, you can yeah. never get certified. Like that part of that, that option, that career option is closed off for you forever. Wow. Right. So, so there's certain things you just can't do. Now, I will sit down and listen to you tell me what not to do. Right. Those yeah. are great stories. Those type of testimonies I will always listen to. Right. Listen, man, I did. I was a knucklehead when I was younger. I did this and I did that. And that was wrong. I love hearing those stories because they recognize their responsibility right. and what happened. If you got a person that's always making excuses about what happened to them and how they were the victim in the situation, it's a no go. I just I, yeah. I can't deal with someone who does not take responsibilities for their actions. Right. That's a character flaw that I, I can never get over. If you can't if you can't accept you played a role in what's going on, then you have a distorted uh, image of what reality is. Because th this is another thing that I talk about all the time. I don't care where you are financially right now, right? But most people, if you, if you speak to them, they're unhappy with where they are financially. Mm -hmm. Most people. Okay. You know whose fault that is? It's yours. It's your fault. Now, obviously, there's always something that happens that's un not under your control. But the way you react to those things is 100 percent under your control. And I always tell people until you get to the point where you take ownership of the role you played in your financial life, you will never do better. Because when you take ownership that it's your fault of where you are. Now you have the power to get yourself out of it. Now you have the confidence. Like, Hold on. If I got myself here, I can get myself out of it. Right. But until you take that responsibility, you're going to be looking for a savior. You're going to be looking for someone to get you out of a problem that someone else put you in. See, if someone else put me in this problem, I have to wait for someone else to get me out of the problem. <laughs> and who's coming? The con man, the right. fake gurus coming to save you. So right. you got to get out of this victim mentality of someone else put me here. No, 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 no. You put yourself there and with the right type of thinking and with the right type of sound financial uh, uh, recommendations, you can get yourself out of it. Someone actually called in <laughs> to uh, the show one time and they asked me, it, it, it was a critic, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's, there's a... Uh, there's a popular person within the financial space in urban uh, social media who says, you know, when he's criticized, right? Because this is a person who doesn't have any type of financial credentials whatsoever. Okay. But he, he says, listen, if someone's criticizing me about not having credentials and uh, I don't know what I'm talking about, ask them, how many millionaires have you made? Right. This is something uh, that he tells yeah, his yeah, people yeah. to ask. Yeah. 
And I just laugh at that because, listen, I'm a certified financial planner. I've been blessed to work with people and give them recommendations. And they are millionaires, right? Right. But I I, I didn't do that. I didn't mm. make them a millionaire. They they made themselves millionaires. Right. Right. Now, they, they took my recommendations. and But at the end of the day, they're the ones who work for the money that they made. Right. They're the ones who decided to create a budget so that they can save, pay down debt and invest. Right. They made themselves millionaires. Yeah. Not me. So if anyone ever asked the question, you know, to me, they was like, how many millionaires do you make? I was like, not, not, not one. They make <laughs> themselves. Millionaires. But that just shows you the mindset of these people. These people think they're making millionaires. Yes. Right. It's, it's, it's like, you're not making millionaires. It's like, come on, let's, let's just be for real. And, <laughs> the weird thing is, okay, we we've been in this this record bull market. So yes. you know, we, we've been in a record uh, economy where it's just been going up and up and up for a very long time. Most people yes. don't realize, but if you take the most basic of econ classes in college, you understand that we have a economy that works in cycles. Yes, there's sir. booms and there's busts. There's good times, then there's bad times. The reason why that happens is. If there continues to be good times, then there will be super inflation and you'll have to pay five thousand dollars for a loaf of bread. Right. We need the heating up and the cooling down of the economy to keep a stable, somewhat stable. Right. A somewhat stable economy. There's countries where you'll go to and they'll throw out crazy numbers for prices for stuff. Right. Right. They'll be like, uh, you know, how much is that car? Uh, That'd be three million such or such. Yeah. What? Calm down. It's only a couple thousand dollars. See, their money is inflated inflated so much that they need so they need a trillion dollar buck. Right. They've never got to the point where they can stabilize their currency. Right. So we go through booms and busts. The thing that I'm going to sit back and kind of laugh about is when we do get into this recession, where are all these financial experts going to be now? Yeah. Right. All of their 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 followers who've been following them and they're supposed to be these big experts, they're going to witness the truth behind the faking and fronting that they've been doing over the past 12 years. Yes. Right. Where are they going to be then? Because they're not going to be able to do the Airbnbs, the the Lambo rentals. Right. They're going to be they're going to be humbled by the reality of they don't have the things that they've been showing off. So just it's always time when you're doing things the right way. And I can tell I mean, obviously, you guys, I mean, you're doing things the right way. When you're doing things the right way, you're not immediately rewarded. Mm-hmm. But you have time on your side. Mm. Yeah, there's going to come a time where you'll be able to point and say, "Yeah, I knew, I knew I was right. Mm. I, I, I knew it. Right? I got frustrated in the short term, but I knew I was doing the right thing. And here we go. Here's the evidence. So just, just give it time, and you'll see a lot of fake gurus having to explain why things went wrong, or they'll just fall off the face of the earth, and no one will speak about it again until another guy pops back up later. Yeah, and, and that's. So, so true, JT. Like we talk off air, but I'm convinced the NFT is something that only could be created in a, in a bull market. That's, that's, that's just like, you yeah. you know, Hey, everything's going good. Let's this. What about selling digital art? You know what I mean? Some of these things, it's just like, you can only come up with that when, when, when everything is up, but when it's down, you know, what, what will we do then? You know? So when the, when the economy's down, you get a better sense of what value is. It's distorted when it's up. When it's up, everything is great. 
right? When, when the economy's up, everything's great. When it's down and you look like NFT, what? why would I buy why would I do that? a picture for a thousand dollars? Do you know how much gas costs? Do you understand how much milk costs? Right? Mm-hmm. You get a dose of reality in, in that situation. And a lot of it, a lot of it, it's not meant for us. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not meant for us. Some people are buying these NFTs for hundreds and thousands of dollars. But, you know, give it time and you'll probably find out a lot of this is just money laundering. Yeah. Right. Like the, like people don't realize the art world, like the 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 traditional collectible art world. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of money laundering that goes into that. Yeah. Right? We sit back and watch it like someone bought a painting for three million dollars. Like, how could a painting have a value of $3 million. Well, give it some time and you might find out that there was probably some money laundering that went on there, right? But we as a community, once again, we're always distracted by the shiny object. We're like cats and someone's just playing with a laser pen, right? (laughs) Instead of focusing on the fundamental things that anyone can do, Right. It doesn't take a rocket scientist. It doesn't take someone with a Ivy League education to spend less than they make, pay down debt, have a budget and invest the difference. Doesn't take a, a, you know someone with a ridiculous amount of mental gifts to yeah. do that. But like you said before, it's not sexy. Right. We're distracted by, oh, look, this guy made you know three million dollars by mm-hmm. this cryptocurrency. Yeah. That one guy. They yeah. don't talk about the other three million people who lost their lunch on that same coin. Right. Right. Because that's not going to get the uh, the media attention. Yep. And that's what you're looking at. It's like I tell people, it's like you live paycheck to paycheck. What the hell are you doing investing in cryptocurrency? <laughs> you live paycheck to paycheck. Right. Right. If for some reason you had a issue with your car that cost a thousand dollars, you couldn't pay it right now. Right. Mm. Right. The only way you could pay for an unexpected thousand dollar expense is to take money for something else. That means your rent's going to be paid late mm. or your car notes going to get paid late. You don't actually have the money to pay for an unexpected thousand dollar expense. Right. That means you have no business investing in cryptocurrencies. <laughs> you have to do the fundamental stuff first. first. Right. I remember in college where people would get upset and like, why do I have to take this prerequisite? I just want to do this. Right. Right. I want to be able to take the advanced class. I want to do this. I want to do that. I tell people, it's like, so you have to get the core understanding first. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Until you get the core understanding of the subject matter first, you're going to be lost in the advanced classes. Mm. And that's what happens with these, what I refer to as alternative investment classes. Right. Mm. Cryptocurrency is an alternative investment class. Unregulated. Yep. There's a possibility where you can make money in it, but you first do all the fundamental stuff first. And then if you have money left over, you can throw some money at that. Right. But we have people, we have people who are living in section eight housing, investing in crypto. Like, what are you, what are you doing? You're, you're being distracted by things that you're told could make you rich. Like, there are people, and it's sad, it's sad. There's people who are living broke to pretend they're wealthy. Mm. Meaning they're living paycheck to paycheck. They don't have anything saved up. They don't have anything invested. 
but they find money to buy luxury brand items. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what's keeping them broke. So in order to make themselves look as if they're wealthy by buying Gucci belts, by <laughs> buying Prada bags, by buying all of these things that make you appear to be wealthy, you're living below the poverty line. Wow. Yeah. If they would have just simply took the money to make themselves look like they're ultra wealthy and did the fundamental things that I always talk about, they would probably be closer to the middle class. Wow. Right. But I actually had someone on one of my videos complain and said, you're preaching about people being in the middle class. Like that's 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 so average. Like that's 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 stupid. Like, like, why, why are you like uh, keeping people from aiming higher? Right. Well, mm. listen, <laughs> I've been an athlete and I've coached. Yes. Right? Uh, my, my the sport that I excelled in the most was wrestling. Right? Okay. And, and the reason why I love that is because it's 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 an individual sport with a team yeah. aspect, right? You're on a team, but at the end of the day, you win your match, you won. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You won. And when it comes to this, you got to understand everybody does not have the same ceiling and you mm -hmm. don't have the same floor. Mm -hmm. Right? I was blessed to be somewhat successful, right? Well, at the end of my high school career, I was ranked 7th in the state of Missouri, right? Okay. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. But when I coach, I was I was coaching kids at one point, and these kids had these ridiculous goals of like I'm going to be an undefeated state champ. I was looking at them like you're not good, <laughs> like you're not good enough to do that. The work that it takes to be an undefeated state champ, the work that is that you got to be the guy who's waking up at like for me to be seventh in the state, like I wasn't even in the top six. Right. The top six are the people who stand on the podium at the end of the year. Wow. For me to get to that point, I was waking up early in the morning running before school. Mm. Go to school. Go to practice. Then run after practice. Like I did all this stuff to get to that point. You, I would have kids who could barely walk on the mat without tripping over themselves. <laughs> and they would be telling me stories about how great they would be. And I would tell them, I was like, listen, man. If you made varsity, that would be an achievement to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you would simply, if you could make varsity and stay in the lineup and win some big matches for the team, mm -hmm. that would be big for you. Even in wrestling, sometimes I would go to the kid and listen, man, you're going up against a guy who's a state champ. If he pins you, that team gets six points. Mm. If you could just survive six <laughs> minutes with this monster, the team would only get three points. That would be big for us. Right, right. So do the best you can not to get pinned. Yeah. Right? So I, I'm trying to explain it because the kid would go out there and be like, I'm going to be, it's like, you're not beating this guy. Right. <laughs> and no, like, I don't care if you get Dr. Strange to get you to all the multiverses. There's no multiverse that exists where you beat this kid. You're going to lose. But if you can simply not get pinned, it helps us as a team. Right. So you got to understand there's levels, right? There's like light, light bulbs. Yes. Different light bulbs have different specs. They have different brightnesses. You got to understand who you are and what you can achieve. There are people who are shooting for the moon and ending up in a ditch. When if they could simply just shoot for something realistic, they would most likely achieve it. And that comes down to having a realistic understanding of reality. 
Yeah. There's people who truly believe they're going to be multi-billionaires. And because they're going to be multi-billionaires, they are denying themselves a middle-class life mm-hmm. and they're living in poverty. And that breaks my heart yeah. because they act as if being middle-class is some sort of punishment. Yeah. You're in section eight housing now. <laughs> the middle-class is to be your heaven on earth. If you yes. can get there, but because that's for lames. That's for suckers. Having a nine to five job and being boring. Investing in a index fund is boring. I'm going to buy every course there is. I'm mm-hmm. going to grind and hustle all my life. Mm-hmm. And what ends up happening, you're going to walk into my office or some financial advisor's office when you're in your mid to late 50s mm-hmm. with absolutely nothing in your hands mm-hmm. asking us, how can I retire? This is how you're going to retire. Social Security and hi, welcome to Walmart. Uh, the diapers are in aisle nine. Like you're going to be working the rest of your life yes. based on the choices you made. Wow. In your life. JT, man, this has been, I'm not going to front, shall I? I'm going to go out on the limb. This has been my favorite podcast. <laughs> this has been my absolute favorite. JT, thank you so much, man. You, yes, know, yes. you dropped some serious gems, bro. bro. Yeah, and if you're listening, you might have said ouch a few times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you might have said ouch, but but take it, move on, you know, learn, learn and and yeah. and grow from it. Yeah, absolutely. So JT, man, uh let, let, let everyone know well where they can, you know, see, you know, find you on YouTube and, oh, absolutely. and, and you know JT, I wanted to uh, talk to ask you also. Sure. Are, are there, you know, w- what are some resources that people can tap into to find? Uh, CFPs in their in their area or in their state oh, is there some type of green book or some type right. of and then great, also great can question. they contact you I'm not sure yeah. like is yeah. it are you just certified for your state or are you working mm-hmm. with folks from all over yeah so I, I I work with people from all over I mean there's a difference between you know investment advice and just general financial coaching you know I can do general by financial coaching all over the country, all over the world, right? If we get to the point where we need to do actual investment advice, there's a second step that we would get to. But I want to first talk about finding a certified financial plan. It's extremely important and it's something that you, you know, people need to do. It's not about being rich. Far too many people think, oh, when I make money, that's what I'm going to get a financial plan. No, no, no. You need to get one now that can help you actually get to the point where you can make a good amount of money. You can go to cfp.net. If you go to cfp.net, there's going to be a link where you can find a certified financial planner in your area. You can base it off your zip code. You can go there. I have a separate YouTube channel where all I do is interview black certified financial planners because I want people to understand that we exist. Yeah, We're out here. We, 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 we're not showing uh, Lambos and Rolexes and videos and stuff. So maybe you can't find us on social media, right? but we're out here and that we're qualified and we're here to help our community. So you can go to CFP.net and you can find a certified financial planner in your area. If you are uh, you know interested to see more of my content and what I do, you can go to pocketwatcher.net. Pocketwatcher.net has all the links to all, everything that I do as far as my personal practice uh, here in the city of St. Louis. And you can also book a online uh, consultation with me by going to uh, pocketwatcher.net and just click the book a consultation button there. And listen, take the time right now 
to make the decision that you want to change your financial life. It's not going to be a get rich quick thing. It's not going to be something where overnight everything's going to change. But the same discipline it takes to get in physical fitness, that is what it takes to become financially fit. Make the decision right now that in two years from now, you'll be looking back and saying, man, I made the right choice. Mm -hmm. And that only comes with doing things the right way and not trying to find a come up. There's no come ups (laughs) in life that actually are good in the long term. Come ups is a short term thing. Yeah. Right. But then you look back and say, "Ah, I probably should have did it a different way. Right. Right. Very true. Uh, Great uh, advice there, JT. We appreciate it, brother. And we're going to have... all of those links in the description for anyone who's checking us out on YouTube or even on the podcast, we'll have those in the link. So okay. JT, thank you so much. Thank you. Sorry. Thank you for the invite. Yeah. 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 I do a great job. You're such a good looking couple, right? Man, thank <laughs> so, so thank you for what you do. And you know, I, I continued success. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Well, that's all for this episode. Shire, any final questions or thoughts? No, I'm full. Yeah, I'm, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm, me too. <laughs> well, we hope you enjoyed this episode and we're going to holler at y'all on the next one. This is Marcus and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. And we're going to talk to y'all later. Peace. Bye.